0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, what is going on? It's your boy, the neighborhood Prince of Botch himself. You already know the name, Dwayne. Y'all know what time it is. Welcome to yet another episode of the Life of Botch podcast. I almost feel like I haven't really talked to you guys in a minute, but you know what? I have been here. Your boy just been working, man. We've been getting you more interviews on top of interviews. So... On today's special edition of Life's of Bosh, we got a very, very special guest in the house. And, uh, well, I got to bring out the official Life's of Bosh championship belt for this <laughs> one because we got our very first champion live on the show. But, you know, I got to give, y'all know how I do on my introduction, so I got to do my introductions correct. So, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dwayne Dickey. And I am an advocate for this very client in front of me right now. And she comes before you right now as your reigning, defending, undisputed impact knockouts champion, big, well, actually, no, thick mama pump herself, willing to take on any and all comers both male and female. So come and try to shoot your luck, but I can tell you, quick spoiler alert, she will still be your reigning Impact Knockouts Champion. So that being said, I introduce to you, Jordan Gray. How are you doing, Miss Grace? I'm good. I'm really
1: feeling that introduction. That's better than a lot of announcers nowadays, you know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am so glad to definitely be of announcement. You know, I try to give the best introductions I can. It is great. Welcome to the show. First and foremost, um, tell the people, how are you feeling right now? How are you feeling? What's been going on with you? I'm feeling awesome. I mean, the last time I wrestled was two weeks ago, and before that, I didn't wrestle for
1: 3 months. So, I'm feeling I mean, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm wrestling again in July, so all this time off between matches, I mean, it really uh it's invigorating, I guess. It gives me a lot of time to rest.
0: <laughs> yes. You know, rest especially with what you guys do on a daily basis, like rest is definitely essential. It's very important. And and I would love to know speaking of which because you didn't mention like We're, we're, You know, a lot of people, what's been going on lately, it's almost as if we're slightly forgetting the fact that there was a pandemic going on this entire, most of this year so far. There's still one
1: going on, right? Yeah,
0: exactly, you know? And and so, like, we're just slowly stepping out into the world for the most part in each state. You know, we're in Georgia. Georgia's been kind of free and back to normal somewhat uh, for a matter of weeks now. Uh, and I know everywhere else. Uh, how about where you reside? I mean, are they opening? I'm in Baltimore
1: up? right now, so it's really, really slow. I think they're opening up gyms finally on Friday. My okay. gym that I'm going to right now is a CrossFit gym, which is half outside and half inside. Mm-hmm. So we're lucky because I guess the the governor ho- or whoever said mm-hmm. that outside gyms can open like two weeks ago. So my outside gym open two weeks ago so I've been able to go there and like lift and stuff
0: wow (laughs) well that's uh that's definitely great I mean how are they um as far as like with the gyms do they have any special rules for you guys I know out here with the gym I work out at they uh they're only allowing us to work out for like one hour wear a mask while we're working out which I find ridiculous because I'm like how do you work out with a mask on you know but uh hey it yeah I haven't
1: I haven't heard that we had to have to work out with masks yet like If I have to go back to my regular gym and do that, I'll probably just stay at the outside gym because I I don't know if I could work out with a mask on. I think I would just, like, pass out.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Like, I try to understand that. I mean, uh, props to the people who work jobs in essential businesses that really never closed, I should say. I don't know how they do it, man. Like, that's, whew. Boy, <laughs> you know, so, I can
1: barely wear a mask to like do forty-five minute shopping at the grocery store. So I don't know how people are wearing them for eight plus hours.
0: <laughs> Man, you're telling me. I, I, I'm more, you know, true props to them, and you know, but uh, it, again, again, with what's been going on, I mean, how, what, you know, what has Miss Grace been doing during the times of quarantine? I mean, I see you've been keeping yourself busy, definitely on the social media side of things, but, uh, Man. you know, this I've been, thing I've been staying
1: too busy on social media. I gotta, I gotta get off that. Honestly, <laughs> I I'm on my phone way too much. The past like three days in a row, I've been on my phone so much that I started to get a headache, you know, mm-hmm. cause the light from your phone like affects your eyes or something. And I mm-hmm. started to get headaches. So I have to like set, set my phone away for like a few hours so I can get over my headache. And I'm like, okay, back to Twitter. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that's really A lot of what I've been doing, I've been obviously not been able to go anywhere, at home, trying to work out. Before my CrossFit gym opened up, I was running, which I'll never do again my whole entire life because it sucks, (laughs) and just doing like insanity workouts and trying to lift weights with what little weight I have because everything was sold out by the time I finally decided to buy stuff, and that's about it. I've been sleeping a lot too. (laughs) It's been very relaxing. (laughs)
0: Yes. Sleep is always great. The number one essential of them all. So, <laughs> uh, that is, that is amazing then. So, uh, well then as we can see now that things are getting back in the running for you, um, did you, did you take some time to, to, to prepare? Because, uh, I see recently, um, you, you were introduced into a new challenger of sorts that appears to be trying to, I guess, challenge you for your championship in the future. Like, what was this all about, ma'am? What 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 happened here?
1: You know what's funny about Gianna is we've wrestled a few times before on the independent scene, and she's always been very nice and humble and gracious, but, you know, I guess that NXT run really, like, blew her head up a little bit, right? So she thinks <laughs> she can just come in and, and take the title.
0: Yeah, I see so. I mean, apparently these days you just – when we go from promotion to promotion, we're just like, you know what? I'm coming for your throat. Like, we taking out the top yeah. Like <laughs> As oh. soon as
1: someone leaves one promotion, they go to the next one, they just get a title shot immediately, right? I guess that's just how it works nowadays. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, apparently so. You know, I, I never would have guessed, Ms. Grace. I mean, I've seen all the opponents that have tried to come and, and allow me to say this when I say this, because I am the advocate to all of you that don't know. I'm the advocate for Ms. Grace right here. And you guys don't know that, but you just found out. So I am your neighborhood advocate, Paul Heyman. Watch out, I'm just saying, sir. She's got a new advocate in town. Now, that being said, many have tried and many have failed at trying to take the championship away from my client. So I have to ask you, what makes Miss Diana think she's any different from the rest? I think that Deanna feels like she is
1: technically superior. I think she plays a lot of mind games and I think it's eventually going to come back to bite her in the ass.
0: (laughs) Agreed. You know, well, as I have to say, I mean, I personally, like I said, it's a spoiler alert people. She is definitely not going to be successful because again, many have tried and many have failed. And my client, is just going to keep on knocking them down and she's going to go on to do bigger and better things because it's not just the knockouts championship that's coming oh yes see we've seen tessa go and win the world heavyweight championship so it's a matter of time before my client is holding up both divisional titles and she is your undisputed impact champion where do I point. where do
1: I hire you as my hype, man, so you can just come <laughs> to me and come with me to all my shows and just you can do my interviews for me and everything. I'm
0: totally listen, fine with that. listen, 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 I'm telling you I, I I stand firm, really, look, I am ready, willing, and able to do any that Miss Grace needs on that television screen because I'm telling you these people are not ready for the hype that is coming before my client right now. But that being said, Miss Grace. Let's talk about uh what's, let's let's talk about what's been going on, uh, you know, because now that we've seen, you know, a new challenger come into the fray, mm-hmm. we also know that during this current pandemic that we've been in, we know that another promotion, you know, we won't name names out here, but another promotion, you know, kind of let go of a lot of talent out there. So now there's a lot of talent kind of out there on the market that's uh flirting with certain promotions out there Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, testing the waters to see where they might land. And uh, the impact knockouts division is definitely very, very competitive. I, for one, call it the best division for the women out of any promotion. That's just my personal opinion. That being said, though, is there anyone out there? I mean, now we have Ms. Deanna, but we've already kind of clarified that one. So is there anyone that you had your eyes on in this free agent market that you think is worthy to step up to you for this championship?
1: I would love Rachel Ellering to Mm -hmm. come to Impact. Like, I, I don't think she got really any opportunity at WWE, and I think that Impact would give her a lot of opportunity. And I'd love to wrestle her again.
0: Yes, you know, I still think about her showings in the Mae Young Classic, and she really did impress a lot of people. And I agree, you know, um, these are some things that that people, you know, seem to forget about and oh, how they forget. But she is definitely one I think Impact could definitely uh, maneuver on in there, you know. Now, personally, I still don't think even she stands a chance against my client, (laughs) because my client is the neighborhood undisputed Knockouts champion. So she'd give me no a run for my
1: money. She'd give me a run for my money, but <laughs> I'd probably win.
0: <laughs> Indeed, you know, and we'll gl- we'll gladly hype her up. You know, we'll do the promos, you know, we'll, we'll hype her up and give her props. But at the end of the day, I'm here to give everybody the ultimate spoiler alert. and Just let you know who's going to come out on top every single time. So <laughs> that being said, Ms. Grace, um, let's talk about your social media, you know, for a quick second, because as you mentioned, you were like, I need to take a you but you've, you've done and and you you're a woman who speaks your mind greatly, very very greatly. And here at the Life's a Botch podcast, that's what we're all about. You know, we have fun. We botch, but we botch in a way where we have fun with it and let people know it's about what you talk about. But I would love to know with everything that's been going on in this world, because 2020, man, what a what a year! What an interesting year it has been. And you are one of the ones who have been very vocal about how this year has been so far. Take. What what are your good and your bad about what this year has taught you so far?
1: I'm trying to think of a single good thing that's happened this year. Well, I guess at the beginning of the year, I won the Knockouts Championship. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like after that, it just kind of all went downhill, right? We had, mm-hmm. like, giant hornet mosquitoes happening, which <laughs> suddenly disappeared. Mm-hmm. with the coronavirus, I personally had to cancel my wedding because of that. Mm. Um everything like wrestling just kinda like died, everybody got released from WWE. Mm-hmm. The George Floyd was murdered. So mm-hmm. that yeah. popped off. And you know, I think that 2020 is just a turning point for everyone.
0: Indeed, indeed. And you know, um I'm glad you mentioned the George Floyd situation. I did see a tweet before, um, because to those who don't, you know, probably know about you personally, you know, you are engaged to an African-American man. And I mean, you, you mentioned some things where, where you know, I, I, it stood out to me uh, as, as a person, you know, of, of color myself. I, I really enjoyed your takes on uh, how you feel. Really, actually, as, as a whole, I've been proud of the entire wrestling community so far because, you know, people always talked about race, you know, in the wrestling community a lot of times over the years and uh, how some things behind the scenes, the politics and things of that nature, can hold certain people down sometimes, but for the most part, since this movement has, has really surfaced in the mainstream world, I've really seen a lot of pro-wrestlers speaking a lot of unity and just being positive and uplifting in this, in this current shift of things going on. But uh, care to explain briefly like what you meant to those who probably misread and interpreted your tweet um, about if this were your husband, you know, in that particular situation, how you would feel?
1: I just, I just felt like I really, I can understand how people would be so angry and like, just like intensely furious about what happened. And, you know, a lot of people say that, uh, the protesters weren't actually the ones lighting things on fire, but some people don't believe that it's just a lot of back and forth, but like, I can, I can't even imagine what I would do if that happened to John and it was caught on video. Like, like, I mean, I, I'm, I wouldn't say I would burn down the whole city because obviously I don't want innocent people to die, but I was just trying to voice just my rage and anger after seeing the video and just trying to imagine that happened to someone that I love and is literally like my number one person.
0: Wow. Wow. And, and, and that's, and, and, and I think a lot of people, again, don't really understand the truth behind, you know loved ones, you know, uh, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's the ultimate thing that makes any situation like this tough, uh, no matter what race you are. Most times, you know, if you, if you're with someone that you really truly love and care about, your emotions are going to flare, you know, and you're, you're ready to just see red, you know? <laughs> so. Um, and honestly,
1: when I, when I made that tweet, I, don't, I didn't know, like, I don't know when people started taking things on, on Twitter. So literally, but, obviously, I was not saying, like, I would just go out and just, like, bomb the entire city or something, right? Like, yeah, I course. was just trying, like I said, I was just trying to portray and express how how outrageous it is and how pissed off I would be at everything. Yes, yes. Especially, like, you guys as a whole seeing this happen over the years so much and having to deal with it. Like, yes. it comes to a point where you guys have got, are fed up, Right. Like this was the turning point. This was the, the, well, the last straw in the haystack. And it just this is where we're at now.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's again, definitely an interesting way this year has taken a shift uh, for this is definitely something that has gone beyond 2020 for sure. But it seems that within this year alone, a lot of things have completely shifted and changed the narrative where, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the world, not just America, but the world has a whole lot of waking up to do and they're definitely waking up yep. as we can see. So, uh, you know, but we'll shift this thing back into the pro wrestling world, you know, because okay. <laughs> again, this is the life of botch podcast, man. And, 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 you know, I try to keep my wrestler, you know, my wrestling listeners out there, you know, and non-wrestling fans probably, because we have non-wrestling fans who listen to and it is people like yourself who get them into wanting to know more about wrestling. So Let's talk more about Miss Jordan Grace and, and the persona of Jordan Grace. What, what got you into the role of being the powerhouse and not just the powerhouse, because we've seen anyone who really has watched your style knows that you can, you're like Cesaro. You can really go in with the best of them. It doesn't matter the size. If, if it's another person of power, you go power for power. If it's a cruiserweight, you're going to go cruiserweight style. You've done it all. so. Let's talk about your athleticism and your style in wrestling. How did you I, develop?
1: I wish I was like Cesaro. He is just outrageously strong. I don't know how I don't know how he has abs like on his back, but I saw a picture <laughs> where he literally had abs on his back. Mm-hmm. So, he's amazing, but I think personally for me, this wasn't an overnight thing that developed. I think I've been wrestling 10 years and eventually I got more confident and it happened like one day at a time where eventually I was able to come out and I was able to just embrace my body and who I am and just be the strong woman that I want to be and that I want to portray to other women.
0: Yes. Yes. And that's 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 an awesome thing because um again, I, I really love I, w- I would say, you know, I would love to ask you what is your view? Because um you are definitely a big advocate of intergender wrestling. You know, you've mm-hmm. definitely given your thoughts on how you feel about that. Uh, let's, let's go in a little detail about how do you feel and why do you say so strongly what you say about hey, there should not be any limitations on the male, you know, competitor against the female competitor because we've seen that a lot, especially on the indie scene where intergender matches are common. They happen all the time. So. What what is your your thoughts on being so strong about that? Well,
1: it's not just intergender wrestling. I'm all about equality in general, and I think if you're going to put limit limitations on the women wrestling the men, then I think there should be limitations on all wrestling. Like I think only cruiserweight should be able to. It should be like weight classes at th- that point, right? Mm-hmm. Like if Rey Mysterio can wrestle the Big Show, then why can't Candice LeRae wrestle? Who's a, who's a a bigger wrestler? Like why can't I think of anybody in WWE right now? I'm would
0: probably like, say like a, if, if you mentioned, I like the, I like the, the errors you went there. So I'll say someone like a Chris Masters or someone, you know, like somebody who's yeah. like, why, like.
1: Why that. can't, why can't she do that? Like there's a bigger difference between Ray and Big Show than there is in like Nia Jax and like you said, Chris Masters. So yeah. why can't we just all be equal? But that's that's what I advocate the most. If we're gonna put limitations on intergender wrestling, we need to put limitations on everything because it's not fair otherwise.
0: I agree, and I, I like that perspective. And I guess where I would come um, representing the uh, quote unquote the fan, you know, whether they're hardcore, whether they're casual, you know, however. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, most of the hardcore fans actually support a lot of what you say with that. I, I don't really see too many hardcore fans go against it. You may know some. I'm I'm pretty sure they're out there. There's
1: a oh, few older ones. They're not, not a lot okay. of like younger progressive ones, but there's some older ones.
0: There's some older ones. Okay. So what would you say, I mean, again, um, with how you mentioned it, like with these limitations and everything, like how would you feel? Um, I mean, at that point, if like, do you see some change coming more so? Uh, because we've been seeing it. I mean, again, take impact, for example, They're they're understanding it. And, we saw the move and the history that, that Tessa got to make and I'm sure you're you're right behind that because I see you making way more history, I mean, going forth, you know, uh, because I look at a woman of like your stature and the way that you're built and, and it's never unbelievable. But do you think it do you think uh even if it's not yourself personally, do does any part of you uh watch as a fan and think it takes away from the realisticness of pro wrestling as a sport if you have two people of two different sizes going against each other?
1: Pro wrestling is completely unrealistic as it's already portrayed. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't see many matches where we see the wrestlers like act like it's a sport. We mm-hmm. constantly break the rules. We have like outrageous characters and we're constantly doing stuff inside and outside of the ring to challenge that reality. So I, don't under- I really just don't understand when people say, it takes away from the realism when pro wrestling is completely out of the realm of reality in the first place.
0: Yeah. I like that. I, I really, I really love the, the the thought process behind that because uh, you know uh, it's, it's, it's the same effect. If you took another sport, um, like say the NBA and you took a WNBA player like Candace Parker and you put her up against a, like a LeBron James or someone like, people look at the physical stature of a LeBron and they're like, there's no way, you know, Candace would beat him in a one-on-one game. He's too strong and physically imposing. And you're like, yeah, but you don't have to be strong to be able to just, hey, step back, hit a couple threes and boom, you know, you're knocking it down. It's very possible, right? You know, yeah. and everybody just looks at other aspects of it, like physicality and everything. But, you know, you you guys are totally built no matter, you know, male or female, I I know like I I was a big fan of uh, the show Tough Enough. And yeah. I really used to Tough Enough made me appreciate pro wrestling that much more, even even with it being a uh quote unquote reality TV show, right? Like it made me appreciate it because I watched and I saw the reality behind the reality mm-hmm. TV show. Like, you know, I, I loved and appreciated to see Taz and Al Snow and Jacqueline and Ivory and so many of these trainers that like would show people like, hey, we take what we take for real seriously here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You say something you just get in the ring and do like you gotta want this and you gotta put your body on the line because it ain't ballet. And seeing how they're iced up and they're getting injured and people were quitting, you know, left and right and I'm like it's
1: it's a it's a difficult sport, man. Like it's hard. <laughs> yeah. It's it, I think it's sometimes harder because you know that you're going to get hurt sometimes. Like yeah. <laughs> if you're doing like a hardcore match or something like, you know how bad that table is going to hurt. and I think that makes it just a little bit worse to know beforehand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so I would like to ask you these last couple of questions, Ms. Grace, because we know we're, we're getting really short on the time here and we know we only have for a limited time here, but I would love to know Okay, because you are, I believe you're a woman that is born out of the state of Texas, right? The mm-hmm. great state of Austin, Texas. born and raised. <laughs> Good old Austin, Texas. Great music city, by the way, to those of mm-hmm. you guys who don't know. Um, so who, as, as, a, as a Texas native, now who are some of your, who, who's a Texas wrestling legend that you would love to square up in the ring with, even if it's in a fantasy standpoint?
1: do do you watch it like texas independent wrestling at all
0: i've seen it like i I keep up with uh booker t's reality of wrestling for sure um and i haven't i I gotta catch up on some more because uh with my indie shows man it's so broad now that between the main shows like impact and wwe and everything it's so hard to try to watch independence but i try to catch as many as i can but please Please put me on. Let me know. Okay,
1: so so obviously I think Jazz is from Texas, right? She's Yes, yes. Okay, definitely. so obviously Jazz and we'll just we'll just put that out there cuz she's incredible and uh, who wouldn't want a wrestler? Um on the Texas independent scene, I I mean I grew up on the Texas independent scene and I don't even know if you're going to know who these people are, mm-hmm. but Ryan Ryan Davidson, he okay. is at Booker T's place. He's this giant like gigantic guy. I think yes. he's great okay and there's this also another guy who his name is mike dell and i don't even know if he's ever been signed to wwe but he has just from the time i was 14 years old started wrestling Mm -hmm. he was old okay he was like 40 (laughs) when i started and he looks the exact same now 10 years later just like this jacked ripped dude and it's Mm -hmm. insane i would love to wrestle him too he's he's awesome
0: (laughs) Wow! Wow! I love that, and, and, and I love how you mentioned what you just mentioned about him because um, I remember when I met Kurt Angle, and it was just literally like in the airport. Like I, I literally met him, and ironically, at that time he was with Impact Wrestling at that time, oh, yeah. and they had just got done doing a show, I believe, because I was going to school in Memphis, where I'm from, and they were doing a show, I believe, in Mississippi. So you know, he was flying through Memphis Airport. I saw him, and I was like. Wait, that guy looks like Kurt, but that can't be Kurt. And then I saw another wrestler from Impact that I remembered. I believe it was Jesse, and and I was like, oh snap, no, this is, this is Impact. These are Impact wrestlers, yo. And so when I got to talk to him, man, to, to keep a long story short, he literally, um, just talked about. I I remember chopping it up with him. We had a real good conversation, and I was talking about. That's what I love about pro wrestling, you know, in the NBA in the NFL, you get all of these these uh, fantasy dream matchups, but in pro wrestling, nine times out of ten, you get to see that legendary yeah. matchup. Like, Jazz, still going hard. Still going <laughs> hard to this day, to where you could, you know, she hasn't called it quits yet. It's very possible to still live up that dream matchup between yourself and Jazz. So, And you know what? we We have
1: wrestled before, but I had an injured ankle, and so it wasn't it wasn't what I wanted it to be. Like, I would love to wrestle her now at a hundred percent. And like, I don't
0: know. She's incredible. (laughs) I'm telling Jazz. Hey, listen, I'm telling you now we got to get this. We got to set it up. I'll I'll hype it up. I'm telling you, you already know. And she shaved
1: her head. She shaved her head. She looks so fucking badass right now.
0: (laughs) She does. Like I remember when she, uh, with AEW, when they did the double or nothing and the, the very first one. And like, they, they had the, uh, it was like the, what did they call it? The Fully Loaded Battle Royal or something like that. the car It was like a cars, it was based on cars. Over there. I, I remember-
1: Wait, was it, it wasn't the one I was in, right? It was in the, it was a different one?
0: It was a different one, yeah. There okay. was a different one and they had, and I remember she was one of the surprise entries. And I remember like oh, yeah, I watched right. their uh, Being the Elite <laughs> and I saw it and she's like, she took off the hood and she's like, the bitch is back. And I was like, yo! Yeah, that was, I remember okay.
1: that vignette it was awesome.
0: I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So, without further ado, uh, my final question for you, Miss Grace, is definitely, definitely. Now, I know the answer to this because I am the advocate for Miss Jordan Grace. So, I'm going to let you know that she ain't losing this title anytime soon because as I told y'all, she is going to be unifying these. But, if you had to pick any opponent right now that you would be willing to put over for that very championship off top, who would it be?
1: Oh, that I'd be willing to, to put over for the title. Honestly, right now it would be Tessa because she has the world championship. And I think if she had both, she could unify them. And then I don't care who does it. Mm-hmm. I just want them to be together.
0: <laughs> oh, look, look, personally, as your advocate, I am here to say I commend you for what you just said, you are a great woman for that. But my, my prediction is that you, Miss Grace, there will be a meeting between you and Tessa mm-hmm. with both titles on the line. But when it's all said and done, all the smoke is cleared. Jordan Grace will be your unified champion man we
1: can we can only we can only hope man we can only hope
0: (laughs) we can only hope so uh without further ado please 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 let the people know where they can find you and and follow your great epic journey oh yes
1: you can follow all my epic journey and all the drama that i cause on twitter normally (laughs) at jordan grace it's j-o-r-d-y-n-n-e grace is spelled normally and pretty much any social media that's just my name
0: yes and by all means you know i gotta plug this it's definite be sure that you follow this girl's patreon okay (laughs) listen trust me there's some epic things there all right there's some pretty cool stuff like she she's a very look at her she's a very beautiful woman you never know you might get a nice model photo because she's definitely doing a lot of modeling over in this pandemic time trust me Trust me, man. She ain't just brawn brains. Like, trust me, she ain't just brawn and brains. Like, this girl is definitely very, very beautiful. So trust me, you do not want to miss a Patreon. So sign up. Sign up now. Go ahead. Do that. Do that. And without further ado, this is the life. Y'all already know where to find your boy at. All things Life's a Botch podcast all over. Make sure you head to OTSGuys.com and check us out. Or check this out. We got a new platform, everybody. I want to shout out Six Families Incorporated. We are now broadcasting. So, when you hear this, you're probably a first time listener. If you're listening on sixfamiliesradio.com, make sure you come check us out at the Lysa Botch podcast because you're going to get great interviews like this and so many more. And hey, with a personality and voice like this, why would you want to miss it? Come on. So, all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, This is the Life of and you have officially been born!